All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Not a lick of prep work. Nah, who needs it? Just, just go in, just go in hot, man. We don't even get an intro no. today. Did that not play? No, no play. No play, no intro. Just cold <laughs> cipher type opening. Tyler's back at the roadcaster. Nothing. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts, and delivered by DoorDash. Welcome to Real Life, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on right now? I think that I'm in love with Matthew Kachuk. Are you guys all drunk? Welcome in. It's episode 336 of the Real Life Podcast. Tyler Remchuk, Bag Milk, Wanye, also here, but not here. Bing bong, fuck your life. Bing bong, <laughs> fuck your life. Classic, classic TikTok classic, humor. Classic joke. Ready for another classic episode of the Real Life Podcast brought to you by DHGA Group, who we love very much. Going to have a guest on the pod, I think, coming up right away in the next week or so from HGA Group. Something we've been hyping up for a while. <laughs> for months, poor the HGA. most hyped up guest ever, I think. Yep, absolutely. They're like, if you had your shit together, you wouldn't need HGA. They're like, well, that is true. Well, that's why they're it's here. It's mostly just your Ramchuk. He takes a guest every four years, every presidential election. We have one guest. That's what I told HG. And then we hyped threw you under the bus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were like offended. They're like, did we do something wrong to offend you? Why don't you want to have us on the podcast like we talked about? I'm like, well, your Ramchuk's a real jerk, you see, and he's a real jerk. It's almost starting to turn into that Matt Damon bit on the Jimmy Kimmel show where it's like, oh, we just you ran know? out of time for the HGA group. Because the the premise is we're going to have a meeting with HGA because we have meetings with them all the time. Mm-hmm. We're going to have one on the yeah. show, but maybe we're ashamed of ourselves. Maybe that's why we don't want to have them on the pod. Is they're going to be like, why do you do this, this, and this? And then we'll just hear sad trombones off the roadcaster for an hour. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, It'll mostly just be me blaming everything on your M check when they yeah. have a meeting with us on the air. I'm um, looking at the Roadcaster right now because I'm sitting right beside it, and it's way fancier than the mixer I bought, Tyler. The Roadcaster? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yours was a. It's a like a, a fraction of the price. Yeah, like that. Even that is almost an understatement. Um, <laughs> but yours will get the job done just as well for what you're looking. And to I do. got cool knobs and buttons to push. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, knobs and buttons. I do just you have, have the hardware bag milk? Yeah, I got it last night. So I got it. I spent probably a couple hours on YouTube learning how to use it, how to connect it, sure. what's going to go on. So I had to order some more cables uh-huh. last night. But where'd you get it from? Uh, where did we find that? Amazon. Computers. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, Jeff Bezos dropped it off in my house. So Mm -hmm. thank to him personally. Yep. Did you see Bezos shouting out the rock, the people's choice awards? (laughs) No. Why? Why? And Bezos just like, Hey, my good friend. And the rock is just like destroying his jacket. He's so jacked. He just was like the Hulk came to life. He's like, Hey Jeff Bezos, my good drinking buddy. The interesting thing about the rock being so jacked is he was not that jacked when he was a Rocky Maya via way back in the day. He is triple in size. Bigger and jackier and richier and jackier. My favorite thing about following The Rock on Instagram is, first of all, he makes me tired, so I just look at him from afar. But cheat day for him—that's always something to behold. It's like a trough of food for that dude. You haven't heard of this year, I'm joking. He'll eat like 400 pancakes. Yeah, it's just a table full of sushi, and he's like, "Cheat day! Hell yeah, brother!" Iron Paradise. He's evolving into some sort of higher life form than humans. And he's just starring in all these movies and making a hundred million dollars a year. Yeah. He will do literally any movie, right? It's amazing how many movies he's in. I just watched that new one that he was in with Ryan Reynolds on Netflix. Like Jumanji. No, not Jumanji. Uh, They were (laughs) spies of some free guys. No, man's bodyguard. Red notice. Yeah. Red notice. Red notice. That's what I just watched. It was the most watched movie in the history of Netflix. According to Netflix. Really? Yeah, something like yeah, that. I saw an ad. It's like the most watched movie ever. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I doubt that. it. Yeah. I doubt it. Um, That's probably still got to be Pootie Tang. Oh, of course. Who's not watching Pootie the Tang? Most, you ran track for heaven's sakes. Tell me you've seen Pootie Tang. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Aww. You might <laughs> want to write that list. down in your little book. Yep. Watch Pootie Tang. Do myself the greatest favor of my own life. Yeah. More people need to watch. Pootie Please Tang. watch Pootie Tang. It's one of the funniest movies of all time. Truly. He's Googling it right now. I don't think he believes you. It is so you're at bang. Milk, you can attest. It's cult, but it's funny. Yeah, of course. It's one of those movies that a lot of people have seen after the fact, after it was released on DVD and stuff, but it's just got a, like a cult following well, to Chris it. Chris rocks in it. Yeah. It's so Pretty funny. Sure Louis CK wrote it or something like that. Mm. Is that true? Something like that. Pootie Tang. I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> Louis okay. C.K. and then Google just electrocutes oh, no, you. Directed by, directed by Louis C.K. Okay. Think about that, your M. Chuck. Yeah, I am. That's an incredible cinematic piece of history. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, Wanya, you're not in the studio today. Why? Well, because there's a chap here putting in a new garage overhead door opener deal. So, my question for you is, have you just not been accessing your garage all this time? No, no. Like, I can hand bomb it open and shut, no problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The door goes up and down, just the chain deflinked from the combodulator with regards to the overhead unit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the fellow came out and took a look with a magnifying glass and a giant plume and pen. And he wrote down on fucked on the sheet of paper and gave it to me. And I was like, (laughs) okay, great. Yeah, cool. I like like, I'll be back. I like that you told me you're checking things off at your house of things that just needed to be repaired for years. And now you're just casually getting them done. 
Well, I haven't let anybody in my house due to the emerging public health conditions. So I can like get around problems like no other, you know, like if suddenly the lights in my kitchen didn't work, like the light switch was fucked for some reason or other. And I was just like, that's fine. And I just had a dark kitchen. That was me in my bedroom for about a year. I stacked up all this shit I had to get done. And then I just had people swarming all around one, you matter like army ants. And then I have to sl- shut the doors again. So be it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. You know what I just saw? This is interesting. Uh, is it about Pootie Tang? No. It'll be about Pootie Tang. Not at all. Oh. Um, but you know me. I'm actively tracking the WHL draft today, right? Of course. You know you are. Of course. Who the isn't? Ed- the Edmonton Oil Kings at 89th overall selected Teo Pisani. Really? No kidding. The son of? Of Fernando. That's Correct. one of those things where... Please hold on. Sorry, bag milk. I hate to interrupt. It's about 2006. Go on. Please describe this player to me, Ramchuk, so that I know what I'm dealing with. Oh, I have no idea what Teo Pisani is. Is he a goalie? Is he a play? Is he a forward? Is he an adjunct trainer? He is five. He's a forward, five foot seven, 130 pounds. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. He's in the dub. And he he's played forward, with though? the St. Albert Raiders. Yes. St. Albert forward. Raiders stats. I have no idea. I literally just have a release from their tweet from the oil Kings saying they took Teo Pisani and you know, who is going to be the moment in history right now. Um, so he was taken 89th overall taken ninth overall in the Mike draft. Comrie. Tij. I think 89th. I'm saying that right. Tij Aginla. No way. By whom? Uh, the Seattle Thunderbirds took him. That's one of those things where it just, it's starting to make me feel as old as I actually am, where guys I watched in the NHL, their kids are now drafted into the NHL and in a lot of cases playing. Yeah. Well, for God's sakes, why does that make you feel old? Does your job to cheer them on exceed your physical requirements? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because I don't know how to relate Damn, to the I kids. I just don't have what it takes to clap for a ginless kid. I don't. I don't. Um, me the, and Pisani's kid are going to fucking go all the way to the Mem Cup together whenever he feels <laughs> he's old enough. Uh, the w- I get a Pisani Oil Kings jersey for sure. Well, you can. Now you can. And I'll get his yeah. dad to sign it. And I'll be like, oh yeah, you too, kid, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw them at F the grocery Pisani. store by my house once. Who, Fernando? Mm-hmm. And I stopped next to him at a red light like a week after. I had like two two times in like seven days where I turned. I was like, holy shit, that's Fernando Pisani. I was thinking about that the other day, actually, how I haven't had a good Oilers in the wild sighting. Be it at a red light. We're not in the wild. We're not moving in these streets. But I just figured like, you know, I'm back at Nation HQ again. It's been a minute. Coming back down. You know it. I usually see somebody at like a red light or, you know, getting coffee Mm -hmm. or something. I miss them. I saw Jack Michaels at a red light. But the last time, the last time I think I had like an Oilers encounter in the wild is when I saw Oscar Clefbaum at the Burger Priest before the pandemic. I remember that. I came into the office after and I was like, yo, guess what I just saw. Speaking of Jack Michaels, part of the arguably the most fun I was having the other night during the hockey game was when there was that dog barking in the first period. Oh my God. And everybody was, was going thing. mental on social media being like, what's going on? Am but I no crazy? One, no one said anything for like a minute or two. <laughs> yeah. Like there was a lag. Between yeah. the dog. I'm like, what is the fuck? And I hit <laughs> mute on the TV and I'm like, oh, there must be the neighbor's dog or something. 
And then it was like a minute or two later, like a delayed reaction of why the hell is a dog barking? That's what my thought was too. I'm like, oh, it must just be outside or something. And then all of a sudden my dog, Frank, started pacing around the house trying to find this mystery dog. He was like yeah. on the hunt. And it was just the best. I loved it. It was probably the and most. that's how, sorry that, to interrupt, that's how loud a dog barking in Loge comes through on game speakers. That's crazy how sensitive the mics are. Was that's it, where it was? N- well, I thought they said it was right next to them. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Actually, that's I'm cool. quoting OilersNation.com limited on Twitter, and Which it had a you? photo of a dog in the loge, and it said dog loge. I believe that so was, uh, was reporting. We're going to shout, shout, shoot down our own reporting here, Amtrak. You get to be in charge. Okay. Um, shout out to that dog. Was dog. he not on the loge? Was I, he not on the loge? Am I wrong? I don't know where he was at the time of the barking, but I was sitting there watching the game on my TV, and we hear the dog barking, and it Happens a few times and Amber's sitting next to me and she's like, is that at the game? And I was like, no, what's wrong with you? That's not at the game. That's outside our house. Someone's <laughs> taking their dog out to piss and going back. And she was like, it sounds like it's at the game. And I'm like, you are insane. <laughs> I used that word. You I said like ins- a real treat. Yeah. I was like, you are insane. Treat. It was and, just uh, so sure funny. Shit. Like everybody that was at the game or there was a lot of people that were following along on Twitter had no idea what was going on. And that was also part of the fun because everybody thought they were going yeah. crazy hearing this dog yeah. barking on the broadcast. Oh, it was good times on Twitter after that. That's all we needed. Yep. We laughed for about an hour after uh, my favorite tweet. And I don't remember who sent it, but it was like, I've seen Airbud before. Get this dog in the game. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> tweeted that at the nation and it made me laugh out loud. Maybe really. Chill. So it's like, checks the note, the rule book. There's nothing here that says a dog <laughs> can't play in the NHL. <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. That's good live TV, Tyler. That was, that was good live TV. And I like how Jack addressed it as well. And was like, listen, we hear the dog. It's coming from in the ring. Cause you can imagine, can you imagine if Jack didn't address it and no one knew? Well, I, I like, I honestly didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was going on either. Yeah. There you go. Dogs. They're stars. Dogs, man. Mm. Dogs stars. are like us. They didn't even get a shift talking. though. Arf. Um, yeah. All right. Well, the be- game was barktastic. <laughs> they actually played well. I didn't think they played that poorly. It was just, again, another no, tough start. It, there are it's, games. It is what it is, man. We're like, not going to win every game. Like when Pittsburgh rolled in here, um, Pittsburgh rolled in here and Edmonton got just shit on. Pittsburgh was by far the better team. And that game at the end wasn't even close. Edmonton won like 5-2. Yeah. And that was just the reverse of that. Is Edmonton played good, probably deserved to be in that game. Outshot the Wild like 20-6 to six at all strengths in the second period. And they go into the third down 2-1. It was, it was just, just annoying because uh, yeah. Cam Talbot played very well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of shots from the outside, but more or less, he played it really well. And then of all people, fucking Dmitry Kulikov gets a breakaway goal. It's just, Oh, my good God. The ex-Oilers curse is so real. And so real. That like was just a shining example. Or is, this, is this something we made up in our heads as being an Oilers-only thing? Um... I think it might be something we've made up in our heads a little bit as being an Oilers only. But have we? Well, like it happens an absurd amount. I just think other fan bases also feel this themselves. Like there are, there's like a lot of interchanging of players over time that you play many, many times. Right. Yeah. It's the old revenge. But just like, I need it to go the other way at times. Like tomorrow, do we need the Oilers? Did they play for the Bruins? Current Oilers? Current Oilers play for the Bruins. Turler Hill. See, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Hall scores against the Oilers tonight, but like, I Warren Fogle, if he scores against Carolina on Saturday, then I'll start to believe that other teams also have this curse. But if he does not, and Ethan Bear does, (laughs) I've got it all hinges on that. Yes. 
Yes. Listen, all we need Connor and Leon to do is hold the fort for three short seasons of WHL hockey until (laughs) Sandy Jr. is ready to ascend to Oilers legendary status. And he will win the cup in his rookie year in three years. Can you imagine if the Oilers were the ones that drafted a Ginless kid when the time they comes? Sh- a Ginless kid! Oh, that would have been quality trolling. Ginless jerseys. That would have been quality trolling. jersey implication. And the Oilers take them like way too early. They're like, listen, we're not risking the Flames getting this one. <laughs> no, this is about merchandising, not about on-ice product. Exactly. Ginla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is Pisani's kid's name again? Teo. Teo. Teo? T-E-O. How do you spell it? T-H-E-O? No, just T-E-O. Teo, tail, 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 or tail. Oh, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Teo. Oh. Mm-hmm. Good for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Someone named Hyde just went in the WHL draft as well. Hyde, like uh, from that '70s show. Ah. <laughs> Anyways, what a review said yeah. the New York Times. <laughs> um, here's a here's an interesting one. This just rolled in. I'm breaking this news. Dallas Live Aiken, on the air. Dallas Aikens will be on the DFO rundown tomorrow. Just got that confirmed. Oh, oh, doesn't that get you going, Gregor Saravali? And your Chuck. The weird part is, uh, Wanya, do you remember when Dallas Akins was hired? And do I remember the hopes is- we had? The the picture of him hugging his kid at or whatever airport. it was at the yes, airport. That was my and then Twitter avatar for like a year. And <laughs> then he was talking about how fitness oh. was going to be the thing, and he was going to yes. get the most fit team on earth. Yes, man. It just didn't work. Then he took the ping pong table away. Uh-huh. And the donuts went by. The donuts. Rude. Mm. You should ask him your Amtrak just in the middle of the interview when they're into the middle of it. Just come on in like a goober voice and just be like, why are you a goober? And then just like ask him to his face. He might win the jackpot. Like, why'd you try to do why did you try to do so much so fast? He's biting off. Paul Maurice has been a coach in the NHL for 31 seasons, and he had, didn't do half the wacky shit you did in 20 minutes in the league. But like Tyler said, Adam Ducks are really good this year, and it's annoying. Yeah, and like oh, yeah. a big part of it is like what you hear <laughs> about the culture that Akins has created there. Like that is legit really? what you hear. Oh yeah, like ah, your mic uh, is very very scratchy when you yell. So. Um, there's that. I apologize. Uh, I was also wrestling around and lying on the couch. He's got those new AirPods in. Oh yeah. What's up, your Ram Chuck? I uh, I I didn't even notice that. In the past, you were always just rocking the the wired Apple headphones, well, which scratched against the beard. Now so I'm I dancing will, and a motherfucking wireless. I will take the slight distortion when you yell over the beard rustling. So this is fantastic for me. Yeah. Good move. Well, you edit 90% of this showdown anyways. The last episode was three minutes long. Fuck sakes. I'm sure you can figure out a way to make that go away. Uh, like most worry. of my funny jokes. Shout out to Robert Kraft, of course. <sighs> yep. My favorite was the tweet started to come in. People guessing the joke that we were getting at all ah, of last episode. The best. It was um, the best. I do like uh, how Chalmers and Jay were like, we're joining from Mexico. They have not. And they looked at me like I was some kind of asshole when I said there is zero chance either of you are appearing on this podcast next week. Mm -hmm. I know how it goes. But I bet you they've talked about it a hundred times. Yeah, I bet like. Because you know how drunk time works. You're like, okay. Of course. Tomorrow at 3 p.m. We mustn't fuck around and we must do the thing. And then you're drunk for 24 hours. And next thing you realize it's November. You get involved in a boozy brunch. And the next thing you know, it's 6 p.m. That's how it goes. Yep. I know how Chalmers rolls. Here's, here's Chalmers on vacation. I've been on 
way too many vacations with this guy. He'll just, he's the guy who just rolls up at a hotel in the pool bar with like 11 rum punches. He's got his finger in every single drink. And he's like, here you go, boys. And you're like, Chalmers, it's 9.01 a.m. He's like, we're going to start sometime. And everyone's like, your finger has been in this drink for at least 200 <laughs> yards while you walked over here. And then he goes, fine, I'll drink them all myself. And like fights people for the drink. And then he's just like a polar bear that's been unleashed at the zoo. And also Trip J, Trip J gets after it also. Of course. It's a celebratory week. So the whole had, point of going to trip. Yes. You get after it. Mm-hmm. I knew they weren't going to be on you have here. have to. Before we keep yeah. moving along, uh, I want to give some love to twigginberries.ca. Remember last episode when yeah. we put Waz's email mm-hmm. into the wheel and spun yeah. it at twigginberries.ca? I'm doing it with Liam's email. Oh, nice. What's Liam? Oh, nice. What spin, do we spin, 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 Come on. Yeah, boy. 10% off. I'm starting to think. I wish I was there to see it. Yeah, it was very exciting. There's now there's snowy glitter yep. coming down in celebration of Liam's new gift card. Spin the wheel, man. Go and spin the wheel at twigginberries.ca. Yeah, Try you your to. luck. Twigginberries.ca. They also have a new little tab here called Groom and Groomsman Packages. That oh, seems cool. that's nice. Yes. Get everyone like matching stuff. I need to get some, one of, some of their ODR gear because their hoodies yeah. are really nice. Yeah, and they look warm. They look really warm. The hoodie I have. Spin the wheel. Nice. Tell us if you can beat 10% off, which is a fine prize. Don't get me wrong. Of course. Also use the promo code Nation fifteen for fifteen percent off. Yeah, can't stack them. Oh, the rules, rude. rude. Um, should we talk a little bit more hockey, or sure. should we transition Whatever to some want. other stuff? No, well, I've got stuff I want to talk. Oh, what, what do you, do you want to talk, talk about? about? You go. Well, let's talk about the valuation of the Oilers doubling in a year. Man, the ROI for old Katie boys since he picked this team up is pretty incredible, isn't it? Now the ninth most valuable, according to Forbes, I ninth seventh. Most- is it seventh? Either way. Either it. way, it's impressive. Coombsy wrote about it yesterday. Well, we, I'll pull it up. We got to run this through a stank test and mentally. Dream track, are you interested in this sort of thing or not really? Yes. I know bag milk, you're down with the business. Of course. Uh, oh, it is seventh. I was wrong. Seventh most valuable seventh NHL most. team. One point okay. one billion dollars USD. So then Staples wrote an article. It's like, can you believe the Oilers value doubled due to the fanatical fans? Which is just nonsense, right? Like, can you believe the value of the Oilers doubled because Warren Fogel came aboard? Like, that has nothing. Fanatical fans, what are you talking about? Yeah. I I don't have the Oilers truly doubled in value in the last 12 months, or were they severely underreporting it before? I know that they said, Forbes said that they had been shortchanging the Oilers' revenue. That's what I read. I was going to ask you about that because I read the Forbes thing yesterday and they said they shorted them on rev. So I was going to ask you, do you think that's them grossly being shorted on how much money they make or legitimately a double? (laughs) Well, let's just start out by saying how much are the Oilers worth to me personally as an individual? $100 trillion. They're worth more than Apple, Google, and Facebook combined times 10. That's Mm. how much the Oilers intrinsically are worth to me personally right of course now the jets are worth like 400 million according to forbes and the oil are worth 1.1 yeah huh don't the oilers not own the arena i thought they had a hundred million dollars of equity in the arena that's owned by the city of edmonton that is a good question i don't know how to answer check? i do not know the answer to that either just strikes me as odd. It also reported, what did it show the operating losses the Oilers last year had? Like 20 million? I'm pulling up the article right now. So the Edmonton That's Oilers. That's wild. No, I've reached my f- my limit. How dare you, Forbes? Forbes? You son of a bitch, You've Forbes. You capitalist me. prick. You've bamboozled me. Let me try it incognito. We'll come back with a VPN and 
Fuck you, Rover. Ha! Incognito gets around it. I mean, no, it didn't. I paid for a subscription. I mean, no, it didn't. Forbes. So we got value 1.1 billion, one year change 100%, five year change 147%. Yeah. Uh, let's dig into some numbers here. Where are and the did numbers? the Jets, for example, go up or down over last year? Did they double in value to so 400 million? The Jets are ranked. Oh, I'm scrolling way down, Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 26. They're valued at 575 million, a one year change of 42%, five year change of. 69%. So they went up by 42% because the, the difference, and they didn't talk about this really anywhere that I saw is that the NHL has signed this US TV deal. Yeah. So all these teams are now making money off Rogers and PNT or whoever was it TNT, TNT that signed the TNT, American yeah. deal. So yeah. that is like the Oilers 20 years ago when the EIG owned them were like a ticket driven business, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the large lion's share of their revenue came from Edmontonians showing up and spending $36 to see Mike Carmery hockey, right? Mm-hmm. Now, every single Oilers game is effectively a TV show. And the revenue from being a TV show internationally destroys the revenue of the ticket sales at Rogers Place. Yeah, for sure. And that's how all the values, I think, increased a lot year over year. It's just they're factoring in now like the future value of this giant-ass TV deal. Because I can't remember how much money every team gets, but it's like a lot of money every year. It's like 20 or 25 million. And the salary cap didn't go up by that amount. No. No. It also, I like in this Forbes article, it's got projected league revenues up to uh, 6 billion estimated by 20, uh, 2025, 26. So that is almost nearly tripling what it was in 2020, 21. Obviously there was no fans in the building, all that, but that's pretty interesting. Cap should start going back up thing. It doesn't, What's that? Caption go fuck right to Will. Should. And this is why when people are like, players shouldn't make this kind of money, they're like replacing TV shows on TV, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you think of like how much money it costs to make like friends or some shit, when you think about the NFL was like 45 of the top 100 TV shows last year were NFL games. Mm-hmm. That's where they get all this extra money from. Well, I find down. it interesting that the Rangers leapfrogged the Leafs as the most valuable franchise in the NHL. I was surprised at how high the Flyers were as well. I the Flyers being that much higher than uh, say the Pittsburgh Penguins, like some Flyers the, were sixth at one point two billion. And then, but like had, I swear, the Flyers own their arena. Like Mr. Snyder, I think the owner of the team, or he may have passed. Com- out. Uh, it's listed as Comcast is listed as the owner of Comcast. The yeah, he was the owner of Comcast, so okay. makes sense. Um, but I swear they own their arena outright, whereas the Oilers, I swear, don't own the arena. But anyway, who the hell knows? I can't believe it that they doubled in value in a year where everybody's yeah. locked out, but they did sign that big ass TV deal. Do you remember what the Oilers what sold for? So much, do you remember what they sold for originally to Kate's back from the 72 million, 205 million Canadian, 205 million Canadian. So 175, you yeah. said us. Yeah. 172, 172 us to 1.1 billion in a matter of what a decade. Well, think about the Greg Gary Gregg was trying to buy the member against Cates, and he's like, "We're going to bid eighty-five million Canadian," and everybody was like, "Holy hell!" And then Cates is like, "One hundred and seventy-two million U.S." But what's uh, crazy is what's ended up happening is the arena district, due to COVID, due to larger economic issues, they weren't able to roll out all the units they wanted to roll out. I don't think it's gone badly, but I don't think it's gone to plan necessarily, mm-hmm. right? Whereas now. He made so much money on the team that I don't think he had really factored into his plans. Yeah. The, uh, the it's pen- bananas. 
the Penguins recently sold for like just under 900 million, I think. And when Burkle bought that team out of bankruptcy, 200. No, it was around, I think Frank said 70. It was like 70 or 80. 70? Oh, I thought I read 200. When, no, when Burkle bought the Penguins. Yeah, pen, with yeah, Mario. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Frank, I think that was what Frank said, like 70, 80 million huh. in that range. And he flipped that thing into like 800 and some in a couple decades. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's because of all these national TV deals with the league that didn't yeah. exist before, right? Like tickets have gotten more expensive for sure, but it's this like, we're now a North American TV content machine, right? Mm-hmm. And if you think about how valuable teams are, like how much are the flames worth in that list? They are 18th at 680 million. 680 million. So they're almost factoring the full value of the arena into the Oilers value. That's crazy. So I wonder what the flames value would do when they get their new barn. Right. Yeah. Like I, that's I'm, so I'm flabbergasted that we're able to go from like, 26th in league revenue, like Brownlee talked about in his article. Yeah. Where he's like, I remember we were getting shit kicked by everybody and nobody went to games. And like now it seems as though no one's going to games again. But the money's coming from TV. I also wonder, like, I was just thinking about it. I don't know how you would quantify it or label it, but like, what value does a guy like Connor McDavid have to the Oilers franchise? And and how does it work into that number? Obviously, the arena deal, the TV deal, all that is huge, huge money. But if you're talking about just market value or brand value, I mean, having him well, on brand it, value, like the the merchandising for sure is more because you're selling one of the top five jerseys in the league. But the yeah. Oilers don't have, I could be wrong, like a regional TV deal. Like they have Sportsnet, but it's not like they have an incremental TV deal the Flames don't have because they have Connor McDavid. Yeah, that's true. And it is the attendance dramatically higher because Connor is here than before. Not really. It was really well attended beforehand. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They should try to sell part of the team to Connor. They should. Why not? Like the Milwaukee buck guy. Right. If I was Kate's now, I'd be like, this thing is beyond the means of business people to purchase. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of people who can afford a billion dollar company, you have to, buy it on it's actually easier to buy a billion dollar team probably than a hundred million dollar team because you have all these revenues to support it yep. but i would go to connor and be like be here till you're dead i'll sell you 10 percent of the team right now mm-hmm. and he'll be like damn how fantastic i'm sure if the anyone NH- deserves it if there's any team like was it milwaukee bucks that did it yeah with Giannis. yeah i think that's right? who you refer i think that's who you who you'd be thinking yeah, of. yeah. They, they sold him a part of the team as an active player which was like a never before done thing right Tyler's so like anchor him forever. Anyways, the other should do that with Connor, especially in the light of it doubling in value. Mm. Yeah, man. If you're talking about making bank, obviously he's going to make a hundred schmill on this con contract plus endorsements plus plus, but ownership, a little chunk yeah, of the man. others. And then be like, why would you want to leave? You're an owner of the team. Are they going to sell you 10% of the I, Maple Leafs, Connor? And then Austin Matthews would be like, I want 10%. And then MLS would be like, get the fuck out of here, Austin Matthews. And then Connor would be like, I reign supreme. Giannis signed with the Milwaukee Bucks and then purchased a stake in the Milwaukee Brewers, which is something that Patrick Mahomes also did signing with the Kansas City Chiefs and then purchasing a stake in the Kansas City Royals. So they're crossing oh, sports. He owned his own team. So what we're saying is oh. we need to give Connor ownership of the Edmonton Elks. Why not? Like, what the fuck? It's not going to like violate any like no. ethics or some shit. I, he is the Oilers. If, if the Oilers actually stepped up on his next negotiation, we're like, we're going to give you a 
2% of the team or whatever, right? Whatever it would be. I think the NHL would step in and go, that is cap circumvention. Why? Why? The, you, you can make them pay market rates for it. Yeah, but they might still sit there and go, you're using this to circumvent the cap and get them a lower AAV. He, he gives well, them like, ownership, you, a chunk of ownership, and then a cut on all retail sales and all concession sales at Rogers Place. Then he signs for a cap hit of league minimum. Yeah. We're, we're, we're making business deals here. That's what we're doing today. Listen up, That's an interesting. Like, what would prevent somebody from being like, okay, Connor, I'm going to sign you to a $20 million a year endorsement deal with my company. And now you sign a contract with the Oilers for a million dollars a year there. So like that was a sticky situation in the Tavares and Stamkos things when they would go meet with Toronto oh, Canadian tired thing or whatever. Right. And tr- the Leafs GMs would bring in like there, they were bringing in like executives from these companies being like, really? We have a, we have a pretty nice endorsement deal for you. Oh, so do we hope oh, these guys have one fuckers. too, but that's, that'd be the same thing as the McDavid th- in a way, right? Like you can't be like Connor, we're going to give you, $200 million in team value. If you sign your, no, no, no. I never said give, I never said give sell per sell. Okay. There's a difference though. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like offering somebody, if you're a tech company, right. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly natural to offer share options to staff. Right. And sometimes they're free and sometimes they're paid with a guy like Connor. You'd be like, Hey, buy a hundred million dollars worth of shares. And by the time you retire, they'll be worth $130 million. Then when it doesn't fuck with the CBA and contract, we'll do some crazy deal where you get shares in the Oilers to continue on as owner until you are 95 years old. I think that's part of the reason the Pittsburgh Penguins have been able to be so successful off the ice is because they have Mario built into their brand, right? Like Mario's a God there. Yeah, man. That's why Ron Burkle agreed to buy the team. With yeah. him. He's like, I would like to buy the Pittsburgh hockey team, please. And Ron Burkle's like, who the hell are you? And he's like, I am Pittsburgh hockey. And he's like, well, let's do it. Speaking of uh, big money deals, Wanya, did you hear about the Pat McAfee show? Do you know what that is? No, I don't. So he was an NFL punter who like still could have gotten contracts, could have kept playing, but hung it up, stepped out and was like, I'm going to work with Barstool. I'm going to do my media career. I'm going to do media and comedy. Okay. And like I saw someone retweeted it today on my timeline. He got ripped. Mike Wilbon on PTI was like, he needs someone close to him needs to have an intervention. This guy's insane. He's leaving in a million dollar NFL career for blogging. This guy's dumb. He got chewed. Hey, you can make a lot of money blogging. So he goes and he works at Barstool for a bit. He then starts his own show, the Pat McAfee show. It's like a daily show. Um, He gets a bunch of good guests, all that stuff. He sold an advertising deal to FanDuel. FanDuel is going to be the official sports book or whatever of, of his show. Four years Thirty million dollars a year. A year. A year. One hundred and twenty million dollars to sponsor his show. The how Pat big Mackey are show. his downloads? Well, the astronomical. Yeah, like, they're huge. Like because he, like, he was the guy. He was the guy that downloads a day. Well, I, I, I couldn't give you the numbers, but he was the guy that. Remember when Aaron Rodgers did that interview that pissed off the entire planet? Yeah, yeah. That happened on the Pat McAfee show. Oh boy. And so that's a deal with Barstool or with Pat directly? No, I think he went solo, right? He went Tyler? solo. He's a, <laughs> so FanDuel's like the they got their logo up on his YouTube page. He goes Monday to oh, Friday, boy. noon to three. So he does a so he does a radio show. Yeah, basically does a radio show online. Um his show from today, today's show already has hundred and eighty six thousand views. That's so how many views. how many YouTube views on a fully baked three day later show? So if we were to go back to like Monday's show, 
Um, Mondays has 318,000 views, but he also goes live on Twitter and he does it. You can download it as a podcast and all that stuff. And then he has like everything he posts has like the lowest one I can see is seven or 68,000. <laughs> everything just crushes. And he was a punter a year ago. Oh, like I think he was a punter in, I think 2016 might've been his last season. Well, boys, first of all, congratulations to that guy. Yeah. He's he never even fucking... heard of that dude. So like his guests that he's had on just going through his YouTube here, uh, he had Dana white on 21 hours ago. Um, he had, he did the Aaron Rodgers thing. He had, uh, he last played in 2016 one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And this guy 30 mil, 30 schmil a season. And he built in an opt out after year three, I think just to get, get more probably his exclusive advertiser. He probably has other yep. deals too. Yeah. Like Damn, that, boy. That's well, you're title, but... stick with us. We'll all get somewhere one day together. We uh, can make tens of dollars if we keep this up. <laughs> well, points that didn't exactly pay one penny to be involved with us. Um, the other thing, business-wise, uh, did you see the Bobby Margarita thing? I in? love this. I yes. Love Unbelievable. Available only in Alberta Mark. right now, which is sick. Strange. Strange. Why didn't they Mark. approach us to come slang some of them, Margs? Yeah, Why Bobby? don't we get Bobby Margarita on the show, your M check, on real life talk, wavy gravy bullshit? Yeah, I can see if I can swing that. That'd be so cool. Well, you cool. know, you know, he's got to move them units. Yeah, he's got to move them units. Only We've got in a, Alberta. We are only one degree Albertans of via podcast. We're one degree of Kevin Bacon away from him. <laughs> well, one Kevin silver Bacon. fox just got to send us a text, you know? Yeah, your Ramchuk, uh, his coworker has basically got a bat phone right to Bobby Margarita's bedside. I'd like to try one of these marks. I'm a big Mar guy. Tell yeah, him I, I, if he I'm comes really on excited. our show. We will whore out Barb, Bobby Margarita for a month. Absolutely. We just need to stock the fridge here at Nation HQ. That is all I ask. Thank you. Just bring him online. And he hey. has to have six margaritas <laughs> before he comes up. Wait, Tyler's got his number in his phone right now. He just flexed on me. What? Classic Bobby. $30 million a year and you have Bobby Margarita's phone number? <laughs> what? I got and it. Fernando Passani has a son in the Oil of Kings? What? Had to close the window in case in case I accidentally pocket dialed them. Can you imagine we're saying your broadcaster starts ringing and it's him being like, "Hello, oh. who, who the fuck is this?" I like how Tyler just casually flexed his number on me. Just oh, look what I've got. Oh, mm. There are very I few call things him cool R. About Frank Valley. That's what I call Tyler now. Yeah, R. Frank Valley. Even though we work with buddy. Frank Valley and actual Frank Valley's R. Valley, I'll call your MJ R. Next time Frank is in town, we're gonna do a some kind of sneaky oceans 11 style lift of his phone and dump his contacts into Tyler's phone. You can buy a device that you can lay near a phone (laughs) that will through airplay, pull all contacts and photos off the device. If it's within like six feet, that feels illegal. Uh, did I say the word legal at any point <laughs> in my back? I no. just, I just, most like, good things aren't like a Bobby Margarita. Cha, cha, cha. I love it. Yeah. I think it's, really I love cool. it. Um, is that legal? Hey, you know what, man out here on the edge, nothing's legal. I just felt like I really had to point <laughs> out that that is not legal <laughs> for legal um, reasons. I'm sorry. Is that, is that legal here? Speaking to my, Fucking flower on my lapel. It's a mic going right to the feds. Feds watching. Feds always watching. Every player I can't identify now, your check on another team is a fed. Yep. There's all these players I can't identify. I'm like, who the hell are all these people? I think your answer is 
fed. There's narcs everywhere. I think That's we know. Uh, I think we know who or what the running theme will be on the Oilers Nation Twitter tonight. Oh, I've been down that joke all year. Oh, really? I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm Did you mute account. us, your Amtrak? Yeah. Well, too bad for you. You're missing out on a lot of laughs. Uh, Oilers Twitter has never been funnier in my time on Oilers Twitter. I swear. It's like back to the early golden days. Because you People have like access. Kennedy. Oh, yeah. What's that? Because I have access to what? No, I'm just saying like in general, like it's the fan experience has never been like this. And people are so used to now like being at home and watching games by themselves that like, yeah. I think during the pandemic, Twitter became like an even bigger yeah. crutch for people who want to belong to a community. Well, and also I'd say that for 14, 15 years, we had to make our own fun because there was nothing fun on the ice to talk about. So yeah. now that there's actual, and there's 50,000 of us there that have been making our own fun together for a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody does self-deprecating humor better than Oilers fans and nobody has more fun when they're actually good than we do. But the we amount of people it. now like uh, oily gifts and Kennedy and uh, Mimamoto and Oilers, Adam, like the amount of people making hilarious Oilers memes is off the chart. And the thing too, is that, so I was talking to Waz about this. We've got a report building in the background of just trying to track people that make content for our other team sites that we can, you know, we can aggregate and give them shout outs and all that stuff. Like we do at ON. What I've learned is Oilers Nation's very unique in that we have so many people, well, not just the nation, Oilers fans in general, they have so many people making funny shit. It's unique and it's unique and nobody really knows about it. Well, I mean, Oilers fans There's know a about lot it. more engagement in the Oilers Twitter verse than there is for other teams. A totally. lot more engagement. Because we're trying to find who's the Wanye, who's the bag milk, who's the Mimamotos of Calgary. And it's just. Oh, snap. There is no bag milk or Wanye shit. But you can't find those people. They just don't exist. They don't exist, man. We're too cool. Starchy. Bag milk, you ever run into yourself? Uh, one time, well, it's been a while, but I've had messages that I was at the pint nights where I wasn't at the pint and a guy was using my name to get free drinks. That's fair. That's a risky I've place had... to do it. Cause if you walk up to Rick and say, Hey, I'm bagged milk from Oilers nation. Can I get drinks? I'd love to see how that plays out. Bag, no. Cause Rick would think something's up and he'd think his duty is to play along with the joke. He'd be like, of course you are thinking there's like a hidden camera on him or something. Either that or my phone buzzes right away. And he's like, What's going on here? Oh, he'd text you, but he'd be like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm letting bag milk say he's bag milk until I figure out what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. No, it is, it's been a while since that's happened, though. Yeah. But it has happened. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I was a little bit jealous that that guy was actually getting free drinks as me, whereas I don't get free drinks as me from just random people that are, you know, cruising at the, uh, at the pint. Well, you would if you were hanging your shingle out of the bar and wearing a bag of milk on your head. Well, of course. I'm incognito, baby. I'm in the shadows. You gotta be. What were we talking about before that? Uh, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Bobby Marr. Smoke. Yeah, getting getting that big smoke. No, right before we talked about the pint. Only this was being recorded. We could go back and listen. Well, fuck it. No, there's no way to do that. No. Nope. Um, Bobby Margarita has a kid who does not look like Bobby Margarita and who is dressed to the you don't, mother. I think he looks. You don't exactly think Sean like looks him, like Dead Bob? Ringer? I think, the, yeah, no. I think that, they are identical. I think when that no, hair goes, no, soft, first of all, he's much younger, much, much younger. Really? His kid's <laughs> younger than him. When that, when that hair oh. goes salt and pepper though, he's going to be a dead ringer. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh man. I, I can't get over how similar they look in the, in this photo. 
I love it, man. Whoa, that lady's getting pulled by her dog on the ice. That was insane. <laughs> so I'll tell you, you as somebody, this? yeah, outside there is a lady. Get some video. Get some video. There's a lit. Oh man, there's a lady oh, walking her dog, everything. and it is pulling her oh. like four by four style. And that reminds me, <laughs> right now the sidewalks in Edmonton because of the freezing rain and shit are just death traps. So I almost took a header yesterday when I was walking my dog Frank Saravalli, and I almost wiped out. So I feel this lady. Hold on, hold she, on, hold on. Did you just say Frank's name is Frank Saravalli? Yeah. Is that a new thing? No. This lady's still struggling going up the sidewalk. She really I'm is. not oh, kidding. No Wanye? one's taking video. I can see the two of you on your phones. No one gives a shit if Wanya sees well, the she, funny lady getting pulled. She went probably six meters without taking a stride right in front of our <laughs> window. That was hilarious. Well, thanks for not reaching to your right elbow, picking up a lightweight mobile phone it and directing it at the comedy so your friend can see. It happened way too fast. Oh, my God. It's been happening for like a minute and a half. <laughs> She's gone. She gone. She gone. Oh, you're uh, up, Chuck. Every time I open and close my garage door, I will think of that lady that I didn't see the comedy and say I missed out in life. And you know what? If you were here, I wouldn't be sitting in the spot I am, and I wouldn't have seen it. You would have. So. Oh! Yeah. One time when I was in grade three, I pretended to be sick and stayed home even though I wasn't sick. And then when I went to school the next day, the school had caught fire the day before. And I missed out because I was playing fake sick hooky and I started <laughs> crying in front of my whole grade three class. <laughs> I like that you cried that you missed the school fire. It's my motherfucking dream. What? <laughs> I like that you cried because you missed the school fire. That's my dream. <laughs> the only thing that would have made me happier is if the teachers all fell down the stairs together and landed on the principal in front of the entire school. Mm. The school catching fire and possibly having to close forever is my fucking elementary school dream. I never got that. No, my school's never, never burned that. down either. I don't even think kids get snow days now because they can just go on Zoom, can't they? Yeah. It's, pandemic fucked up a lot of shit. Pand- pandemic fucked and ruined a lot of things for kids. But it's yeah. good you can go on Zoom now if you're a little kid. Like, you can go to the yeah. lake or something and call in, hopefully. Hopefully I, that's I, the world we live in. I even think, like, sick days, right? Like, are sick days going to be any more in school? Or will it be like, ah, oh, well, don't worry. Today's lesson is up on Zoom. You can just go download the file and watch it. Yeah. And the kids are like, oh, fuck, I'm not even God. sick. Kids don't know. They don't know how good we I don't know, it. man. Nope. Um, all right, before we uh, keep moving along here, shout out to Oodle Noodle. Of course. Been eating a lot of Oodle Noodle recently. And you can right. get 17 locations. Yep, there's a lot. Soon to be 1,700. No 1,700? Uh, yeah, that's the plan. I looked at the 40 models. million? I stole the chart from Jay. Yep. Said 1,700. Yep, uh, <laughs> uh, you can use it in combination with the app DoorDash. If you don't know what DoorDash is, it's a food delivery system. You open it up on your phone, you pick one of the many restaurants, you type in your address, you order your food, and someone will drive it from that restaurant to your house. Ding Wild dong. technology. Wild technology. Use the promo code Oodle2021 on DoorDash. Get $7 off your order of $30 or more at Oodle Noodle. How about that? I would also encourage you to follow Oodle Noodle Gram on Instagram to see all the hilarious memes Wanya and I make. Oh, good idea, Bagman. So many memes. Good idea. Nobody's making more noodle memes than we are. Nobody. I would say there isn't a fast food chain making more product related memes about their shit than noodle noodle. Absolutely not. No, McDonald's. Would you say that? No, who's doing it? Nobody. Nobody, man. You're in Chuck? Number one in noodles, number one in memes. You know who could catch up to oodle noodle? Arby's if they hired bag bag milk. I make a lot of Arby's. Oh, is that? All they have to do is give you like what gift cards in the mail yeah, and you'd supply Arby's. them with memes. Yeah. What the fuck? Would you yeah. jump ship from Oodle Noodle or say it's not exclusive? No, no. That's not exclusive? I don't have a non-exclusive. Yeah, there's no compete Good. here. 
We're going to have to up our meme game if we're going to have to start attracting Calgarians to the Noodlegram. Damn. Yeah, we just, just kind of like put bowls of dirt or something. Just like, eat better than this, Calgary. <laughs> yeah. Eat better than you deserve, you idiots. That's yeah. going to be the motto. Stupid. Why is it Noodle Noodle just insults town? Calgarians. We don't want to be here, but we're here. Because <laughs> you fuckers can't feed yourself. So we had to come yeah. down here. It makes yeah. sense. You guys don't know taste for nothing. So you uncultured swine. They don't eat green onion cakes in Calgary. I know that already. Is that is a weird thing. About about to start. It's very odd wow, to me how I think. it's very odd to me how green onion cakes are so specifically Edmonton. Not now. Oodle Noodle's gonna try to break them out of a local regional hit. People just need to get them. Like the, the green onion cakes at Oodle Noodle are legit. We're gonna do taste airs with little toothpicks and shit, but you can't right now because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It makes sense. But you can try out these green onion cakes. It's like we've introduced a new food item into the Calgary food scene. Like when Calgary introduced the Caesar into the worldwide drink scene. Yep. Can you imagine being the bartender at the stampede in Calgary in like whatever year that was? He's like, I got it. And he just whips up this drink for all the hungover stampede. But let me ask you a question about that. the Caesar. I've thought about this a lot. Did he really, or did he just substitute the tomato juice for a clam cocktail? Because Bloody Marys have been around. No, that's a real head that scratcher. So he saying. took a Bloody Mary and swapped in Clamato juice, yeah. which is a regional drink in Canada. Yeah. I'm still inventing a new drink. So I if so. I take ingredients from a Caesar and I plug in orange juice, am I the inventor of the whatever that is? Isn't I think it'd be just, disgusting. Yeah, Isn't that just a screwdriver? No, screwdriver is just vodka and orange juice, baby. We need all the seasonings and oh, the spices yeah. and all a that shit. Press the seven up if you're a child. Mm-hmm. Delish. I used to throw a little seven up in mine. I actually couldn't drink orange juice for years because I got so drunk in high school. I mean, no, I didn't that (laughs) I couldn't drink them for years because I got so sick off screwdrivers. I couldn't drink orange juice. You know what I drank at the millennium, your M check at the millennium, the millennium, the millennium, the will 2k. Yeah. I, I drank gladiators the entire night. Oh, nice. Peach schnapps and amaretto dropped in orange juice. And I drank like two liters of OJ. And like, I always think I drank a whole bottle at each one. Do you want to know and what I, when the millennium came in, I was dancing. Boy, was I, dancing. I bet you were. You want to know what I was drinking at the will 2k? Talk to me. I had two big bears. Two Simultaneously. Big bears. Absolutely. I had one in the fridge. Edward one 40 going. hand style. No, I didn't oh. do Edward 40 hands. I just bought two big bears. I remember because it cost me $8. That's a hell of a new year's. It was a hell of a new year's. Um, you remember, do you know what Edward 40 hands is? Yes, I do. We should play that as a streaming thing for real life. Oh, man. Oh, brother. Next game stream, we're playing Edward Forty Hands to watch Chalmers piss his pants. You got to be careful, though. Did you hear about Chance the Rapper peeing, and then he saw a bug, and he put it on Instagram Live, and he accidentally showed everybody his wang on Instagram Live. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, he was peeing, and there was, like, a bug in the bathroom. He was like, ah! And then he, like, Instagram Live the bug while he was peeing, and then people freeze-framed his wang. <laughs> This is interesting, and it, it goes nicely. With, it better be on topic. It, it was on topic about 20 minutes ago. Um, the Pat McAfee thing, I just wanted to share this because it popped up <laughs> on my Twitter. Um, so he gets his $30 million deal from FanDuel, and on the day he signs it, he uh, donated $6 million of it to youth programs, children hospitals, domestic violence shelters, and other charities. So he oh, sprinkled nice. around wow. 6 mil today. Shout out to Pat McAfee, who is wow, uh, yeah, wow. part of the podcasting world alongside us, right? Equals. He is Connor McDavid. We are Colton Sevier. How dare you? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> How dare you? a better Oilers podcast than this, including Oilers Nation. Radio. 
Don't look at the um, stats. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, that's because we only do two episodes and you only do one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, an interesting idea for content. Um, Surveyor Brett DM'd me today and said he's going to be officiating my beer league game on December 29th. And he was like, should I wear a helmet cam? That would be hilarious. Me screaming at Surveyor Brett. Do you yell at him? Do you spaz a lot? I freaked out on him once. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Don't yell at podcast listeners. Pretend like you don't know, and then you're not in on the joke, and then lose your shit on them. Yeah. I worry that might just happen anyways. (laughs) Anywho. Don't um, yell at podcast listeners. I know. Can we wrap this up with a little bit of Oilers talk? Sure. I'd like to know how many downloads whatever that guy's name is has. Well, he's getting 320,000 YouTube views on a show. I would imagine yeah, yeah. he's getting close to a million downloads on a podcast. Inclusive of YouTube, a million. I think if you include, guess. If you include YouTube, I'd, say I'd, put, I'd ballpark at a million downloads an episode. Man, that's just... And what is DFO show reaching right now for a frame of reference? Well, n- not that, a fraction of that. Well, obviously, but like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or what? Yeah, it, it's definitely more than tens of thousands. But so you're it's in not. the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, then we should be getting four million a year off that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the math checks out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not good at math. Um, okay, let's wrap it up with Damn some rim check. Let's wrap it up with some hockey talk. Team trying to snap out of a three-game losing streak tonight. Jeff Merrick wrote a blog from Sportsnet saying Brendan Gallagher might be available out of Montreal. He's a little firecracker. I'd he's like a little him. firecracker. He's a leader of men. Edmonton boy as well. What would you be? Is he an Edmonton boy? Yeah. I didn't know that boy. either. I think he's an like Edmonton Teo boy. Like Teo Pisani? Maybe he's not. Maybe like I, Teo Pisani. I know he has family here. Is he from Edmonton? Yeah, he was born Brendan in Edmonton. Gallagher reminds me of Teo Pisani. He was born here. Tyler just found out. Yeah, he's, he, was, Google he machine. was born here. Would you? What would you give this up for Brendan Gallagher? This is the kind of guy we need. Like, let me throw this at you, Bag Milk. I threw yes. this one at Zach Lang. Mm-hmm. Your next two first-round picks mm. and Kyler Yamamoto. Ooh. They got to take Miko and Cassian to make the money work here. But you get back. What are ben, his stats? What are his stats? But you get Ben Sherratt and Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, I would do that. Two first, Yamamoto, a couple guys to make the money work for Gallagher and Sherratt. So in 23 games right now, Gallagher has four goals, six assists, but this is a down year. What do you have in his good years? We're talking about a 20-goal, 20 25-30 goal score. He's been pretty consistent and he's just, he's a firecracker out there. He would add an element to this team that you don't have. I mean, he would be like injury concerns though, injury concerns, but at any point you'd be rolling over the boards, Hyman or either Hyman with McDavid or Gallagher with dry That's unbelievable. What, are, we, are we talking about is, is Montreal blowing this up? Like what are we, where did this come from? Or are you just making so, things up? So Merrick wrote in his, in his article that the Habs might be going towards the rebuild and Gallagher has previously said he has no interest in being on a rebuilding team. Mm. How much does he make? How much? Is he make? Six and a half for four Ooh. or five more years. So they would have to do like some major tap dancing here to get the, well, yeah, get you'd, the money ha- you'd have to get Cassian out and they'd have to take Koskinen. and have to take both of them to make it. Who's work playing in that then Skinner <laughs> Gallagher. You want to get Brendan Gallagher and put him in that year. Yes. Mm hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I wish I was there so I could slap you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Brendan Gallagher. I, like I said, he just adds a different flavor. He would add a different layer of compete that I think that the others don't have. But getting him, I just don't see how it works. It's a lot. I don't think Ken Holland is creative enough to make it work, to be honest. 
Ken Holland helped 20 people defect from the USSR to play hockey for the Red Wings. He is plenty creative. But that was a long time ago, man. Yeah. If you're still selling cars that you made in 2002 without updating the old model, no one's buying those babies anymore. Okay, players currently employed by Ken Holland include Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. He did absolutely nothing to do to bring them here or sign them. I'm just saying he's relevant today. Well, he Holland has. There's no connection between them other than the fact they no, get I, paychecks on the same board. Really, right now, who would be in charge of trading Leon Draisaitl? Okay, well, Holland would, but again, like I'm not a man giving, with whom there's no connection. But I'm not giving. But logic. there's no there's no connection for credit. Like I'm not telling like Ken Holland <laughs> no, doesn't if bag milk says you're telling me Ken Holland was interesting 20 years ago selling cars that existed then yeah. all I'm saying is he's still very much a relevant GM well yeah he's not an old crazy old Gil from the Simpsons or some shit well he Ooh, he's uh, a he's a relevant GM today but I think you could argue that his results I, I just I think the creativity on. I don't know yeah. if the creativity has evolved all that much since 2002 rim truck you sit there in your brown shirt Telling the Oilers GM, bag milk's the one saying the this too. Sucks. It's a shame. It's a shame that you're so legit that you're on the show with Frank Sarah Valley now. So nothing can be done to stop you because your Oilers attitude requires adjustment. Ken Holland is a visionary. I don't think my Oilers attitude requires any sort of adjustment. I think I'm just yeah, it does. They're going to win the cup. And you'll be like, oh, can they do it again? No, <laughs> I wouldn't be like that at all. I just spat gum out of my mouth making that poop noise. Yeah. I always say that if your team wins a Stanley, wins a championship, you you always complain. say, hey, if your team wins a championship, you can't complain for five years. You got five? a ring. You got a ring. You can't complain for five years. I love that the Montreal Canadiens were in the Stanley Cup final like ten minutes ago, and their fan base is raging. It makes me laugh. Well, because they were denied their moment at the top. It was fleeting. Mm-hmm. I hope they still talk. We've never been to the years. top, but it was I like even, it down here in Mariana's Trench. It's had a lot of pressure down here. It wasn't even like the Habs. Like if the Oilers lost in the cup final, then the next year were bad. It would be like stunning. It'd be like, how the fuck did this happen? The Habs that happened 2006, 2007. Yeah. Um, right. But like the Oilers it are, happened. the Oilers are trending in that direction to being a cup contender. The Habs like really weren't trending in that direction. They just happened to get really fucking hot for a while. They like barely the squeaked into the playoffs. Did just say to us that the Habs got unreasonably hot, went to the cup finals and dis- and went to shit the next year and that's unprecedented? That's exactly what happened to us. No, I said it was predictable that this was going to happen to the Habs this year. I didn't have them as a playoff team. Like they, they weren't- Why did they get so shitty? They lost Weber. They lost Price over the offseason. Like Price wasn't coming back. Weber's basically going to retire. And it was a team that very clearly just went on an insane heater backed by an insane heater from a goalie who hasn't been that good in a couple of years. Weber's just what, injured and not playing? Yeah, he's done. I don't think he's playing again. What is his? His foots are fucked or something, right? He's got Feet? a lot of shit wrong with him. Anyways. Hard miles on that guy. Like if it was the Lightning who were like not making the playoffs and firing their coach right now, I'd be like, holy shit, that is stunning because they were supposed to be good. The Habs like weren't supposed to be good last year weren't good this year but they just like had a good run for a bit and everyone's like oh they're legit it's like well that just shows that playoff hockey is just it's a toss-up you just got to get in the dance you just got to get in the dance right and that's the other thing with this oilers team that's why i want to see ken holland loaded up it's like man i don't care if they are running away with the top spot in the division or fighting for third place in the division load up with this team get them in because if mcdavid and dry saddle like we saw for a month this year if they get hot i wish you were the gm here i'm jack I wish you were. You could wear that shirt. That's part of the reason I'm still so mad 
that Ken Holland tied up the second round pick in yeah, the Keith deal. Annoying. That drives me fucking, it was so unnecessary. I don't know why you felt the need to do that or why that was a requirement. If you went to Chicago and said third rounder and Caleb Jones is the deal. I'm taking his full money. Sweat him out. He wasn't going anywhere. Chicago wanted to lose the money. Like all of that. Damn, you got these irate takes. Are you an Oilers fan or aren't you? And then, of- but then if you would have left that pick, you could have used your first and second rounders this year as trade bait. And now you can't. You can only swing with your first. Speaking of the Blackhawks. Um, <laughs> we weren't, but okay. Well, it kind of were the, uh, yeah. the Duncan Key thing. Jujar Kara. That hit oh, was dear. scary, man. He probably shouldn't play again this year. I don't think he should play again either. That was three times in the last calendar year that he's been out cold on the ice. No. uh, That's scary, man. Like if you're looking at long-term Jujar, like 60. I love the Juj outside of the world of hockey. Yeah, exactly. Like I think that's something he has to think about. Someone's got a, I I think, and it's shitty to say this from the outside, but like sit down with him and be like, Hey man, if you love this sport, let's talk about coaching. Let's talk about doing something else. Cause yeah. you, I just worry about the keep, guy. Yeah. You can't keep doing this. Like the one no, getting man. knocked out cold is one thing too. But like when he hit his head against the glass, when he was an oiler against Montreal and they did the close up oh. on him and like the spit was coming out of his mouth. I was yeah. like, that's yeah. not okay. That can't be happening. No. And that was only like 10 days. I'm exaggerating. I don't yeah. know the actual date, but it was very, very close to when he got knocked out in that fight. Yeah. And, Someone's going to talk to these guys and be like, you have a life outside of sports that is more valuable than your life as a player. Yeah. Yeah. And you shouldn't be putting your fucking life on the line for this shit. Like, yes, we love you and we love that you sacrifice, but like long-term injuries, long-term cognitive, de- that's outside of the realm of sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's lifetime shit. There will be a time when he's like a 50 year old dad, you know, you got to think yeah. about that time as well, because yeah, that was scary. And you're man. rich. You're fine. You estimated career earnings of just over five schmel. Your Jujar, yes. like take the money. Get out of here while you're still healthy. I was like, just really worried. Plus, if you retire due to conky, you'll get a payout too. I was just, I was worried about the guy. Even then when they said, okay, he's fine, he's alert and all that stuff, I was like, okay, that's great to hear. But man, that was a scary one. Yeah. Super scary. Even the one Cassian had earlier this year where he hit his head in the ice and he was back joking around and then the, in the next yeah, game, yeah. I guarantee you he still feels that concussion. It's just, uh, and I'm no doctor, obviously, but well, I could be. Unlicensed. You're not? Unlicensed. Um, you're not a doctor? Unlicensed. I just, aren't concussions easier to get once the ball starts rolling? Isn't that a thing? I think that's kind of yeah, a thing, man. yeah. Either way. Um, the fluid in your brain, hope, the distance between the brain and the skull, the fluid, the space gets smaller. Hoping the best for uh, our boy Jujar. Yeah, of course. Like, that was that was a rough one to watch. And uh, also hoping the Oilers snap out of this losing streak tonight. I feel like they can. I think they will. And I'll let me tell you why. They have been playing the Boston Bruins very hard for a few seasons now. I know they didn't play them last year. Don't at me, but they play them hard. And I don't know why play them. Probably one of their best games earlier in the season. Tyler's given up on the podcast. I think that they win tonight. I think they win every night. I'm with you. I like this positivity. I also think they win. I'm going to call you not your M Chuck. Yeah. I'm feeling good about tonight, to be honest. All right. Let's uh, tell let's... me more about that lady with the dog before we go. She just got dragged by her dog for yeah, a few Yeah, I feet. can't find her. <laughs> She's gone. Classic. All right. This is episode 336 <sighs> of the Real Life Podcast. Shout out to the HGA group and also our friends at Twig and Berries and Oodle Noodle and DoorDash and a new sponsor that's coming next Monday. And we'll have a new yes. segment to do with them. And we promise we'll keep this segment rolling. This has been episode 336. Is it 40 million a year money? Absolutely. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.